On Sex Positive Me, we explore all aspects of sex and relationships, ranging from fetishes and BDSM to ethical non-monogamy and LGBTQ issues. Sex Positive Me destigmatizes sexual practices and relationships while reconciling reality with myth and misconceptions. Our goal is to educate, entertain, and be advocates of sexual freedom. And now here's your hosts, Angelique and John Luna. Hey everyone, it's Angelique Luna here with my co-host, partner in crime, audio tech person, trying to save me from falling from the sex swing, John C. Luna. Hello. <laughs> I've been doing my duty. You have not fallen when I'm present. Yeah, when you're present. Well, there. don't climb in the swing until I'm present. <sighs> That's your own fault. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Do, do, do I have to put a baby gate around the around the <laughs> uh, sex swing to say, do, you know, don't? It's not meant for one person. It, you know, must have adult supervision. Ooh, that's what we need. <laughs> you came I, up with a no, new sign. No, I knew new product. New product. Well, they, new you products. can easily buy the police tape, the yellow stuff. We can go ahead and make something like that and saying adult products inside require more require the presence of an adult. Maybe. Adult supervision. Yes, and I'll wrap you in it. That's what. Yeah, I'll wrap you with it and take pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fine. The look she's giving me is of death. Yes, we're no longer going to be filming the podcast interviews at this moment because we're having more fun doing separate split podcast interviews. Because now, for the second week in a row, we have guests in the studios. We do. Yes. We have the lovely and long-term friend of ours here. Mm-hmm who I love her creativity. I love her entrepreneurship. She's, she's, yeah, and she's got this cute little smile. Although not little, I can't, I can't, I can't, I use you little can, for a I'm lot. little compared to her. Anytime I stand next to her, I feel like this tiny little gnome, like so tiny. Cause how, how big are you young lady? I am five foot 11 and a half. It sounds like I'm hiding that I'm six feet tall, but I'm, I just, I say I'm six feet tall. Yeah. Yes, you are. Well, because you are. I, I, there's times I have to look up. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tiny. <laughs> but then I've seen you in heels. Yeah, I, I don't shy away from heels. Absolutely no. not. No, no. no. <laughs> and that makes me even feel much smaller then. <laughs> well, you're both very beautiful, and I'm happy to have you here. I'm introducing now Meg. Meg. Hey, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Yeah, so tell us, tell our audience all about you. Okay. So my name is Meg. Um, I have been doing stuff in the adulty industry for about mm, seven, eight years now. Um, So I've done everything from adult store management to um, selling products, to making my own products, to making porn. (laughs) Uh, I like to say I'm a Jill of all trades in this adult industry. So it's a, yeah, I've gone through a bunch of different certifications. I'm a certified, sexual health resource and I just describe myself pretty much as like a kinky mofo like that's just the easiest <laughs> way to describe me <laughs> a sexual entrepreneur there we go there we I go think that's the name of the episode now sexual entrepreneur I like it I'll take it yeah yes definitely because you've gone through spectrums of various different lines of work oh yeah yeah, yeah. I um I think my origin story um, for adult work is probably the most interesting. Do um, tell. <laughs> story time. So, um, for the the sake of things, I won't give any business names. Um, but I used I came out here, um, and here being Florida, I first moved out here to do an internship with a company that rhymes with Schmizny, and um, <laughs> Yin said, yeah. So I came out here to do an internship with them, moved into the housing. Um, I was living in Disney housing um, and I was living in some housing that was known for being more of like the party house and everything. That's okay. Vista Way was known to uh, one of the top 10 places in Playboy magazine to get laid. Guaranteed. Okay, then I'll say, yeah, Vista Way. Yep. Yeah. Um, Were I you was... on the American side or the international side? I was on the American side. Yeah. Oh, so how was that? Because when I did that program back in 94, American size was a lot more tamer than the international side. Um, well, they actually, okay. <laughs> I would say both were pretty wild. Um, okay. It was, it just, I would say your proximity to the hot tub determined how crazy things were. 
Um, okay, that has changed a lot since 94 then. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was an interesting time uh, living there. Um, I was in a house that didn't allow drinking or anything like that. But there was one girl who was in my building who um, she... Let me rewind a little bit here. When we first move into the housing, um, the second day that you're there, you have to go to a meeting with these basically representatives for the housing from Disney. It's They put a bunch of people in a big room. They're giving you a whole PowerPoint, what's allowed, what's not allowed. You're living here, so you gotta live by our rules type thing. And one of the things they said, they just really quickly went over it. They were like, no sex toys or dildos. And someone like, obviously it's a group of like kids who are away from home the first time. They're all cackling and they're like, what are you talking about? What's going on? I wanna know too, because I never got that speech in 94. Yeah, it was because someone brought a um, just a larger toy into the house, their apartment rather. And when they had brought that in, um, they were threatening their one of their roommates with it, um, just as like a joking, like, ooh, I'm gonna like, basically someone was laying there, they woke up, giant dildo was in their face. That's what it was. It was just someone playing a prank, but um, it was a traumatizing experience for them. So Disney's like, we just have a hard rule about this. And there was a girl who was in the building that I was in during my college program and um, Disney had found a sex toy in her bedroom. It was like put away in her drawers, but Disney goes through and they check the apartments, make sure you know you don't have drugs or whatever in there. Oh wow, that's <clears throat> oh completely, no, that's completely different than me in 94, Yeah, they honestly. have something called like the white glove, like it's like white glove test or something like that. They're going through making sure you don't have lots of dirty dishes. You don't have like, you don't have drugs in the house. You don't um, just have like big piles of things sitting everywhere. They they go through and they do that. Oh, wow. That's oh, yeah. completely different because we even had, okay, so like I said, mine was in 94. We even had an illegal roommate in our, um, what do you call it? Um, in apartment room? In our apartment there because her uh, college program ended and she was supposed to go back to Italy but she didn't go back, so she still hanged around with us. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, holy cow. I, hey, party. Yeah. I am so grateful that I did Minds in 94 because I'm like hearing this, I'm like, no, I mean, we didn't have cable, we didn't have internet. Okay, so this was like pre-internet 94, so, you know, not everyone could have it, but... But we, we had were, the best oh, thing though. What? No pictures and evidence of what we did. I yeah, my and my roommate, she was you know friggin' uh, nostalgic. She kept photos, and you yes. saw them, and I was like, I know. damn it, get, that's get, why get, I'm get. collecting them. <laughs> no, I made sure it's like no, it's like, but yeah, we were just yeah, no, oh, yeah. this is surprising. Like it was to a hear. different experience then, yeah. Yeah, totally, because they never like came around and checked, and we yeah, we were notorious. I mean, the boys upstairs, yeah, they had uh, recreational stuff too. It's like yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, people still did stuff, but they would just hide it when, when the mouse would come looking. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so um, Disney employees, um, or basically the, the housing staff, um, found that she had a sex toy in her room. They pulled her, like, they basically told her, like, you can't have this in here, and you need to throw it away. They're like, we're going to be back in a week to check, make sure everything's gone. They're like, it's just the housing rules. And I remember her telling me about this, and I was like, that is fucking bananas. I wasn't even into, like, sex toy stuff at that time. I was like, that is crazy. They don't have a right to, like, tell you what you can or can't. It's your first time away from home. Wouldn't they rather you doing this than getting pregnant? I was, like, going off. I was like, this is ridiculous. Disney comes back a week later. It was out of her house, but it was in the trunk of her car. Disney went out to the trunk of her car. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. And she got, she got like, in a lot of trouble for still having it. And I'm like, it's in her car. This her is car. insane puritanical bullshit. See, Ooh, at that yeah. point, I would have made sure it was in the tire jack. Yeah. That's where I would have put it. But that's just me because I'm notorious for hiding crazy shit there. Because you I hide know. stuff? No. And at this point, this poor girl, like everybody in the building was talking about it. Because if someone didn't pass white glove, like word spread fast. And they were like, oh, God, this, like, happened to this person. Like, oh, my God. And uh, so this poor girl, she was all, like, embarrassed and everything and had to go through, like, the, the trauma of having, like, everybody know that she had a sex toy. Well, it's her first time away from home. Like, there's no shame in having sex toys. But, like, she wasn't raised in an environment where having sex toys was okay. So it was rough for her. But I promise I'm getting to this. <laughs> there's a reason I mentioned all of this. Um, I was so upset that that happened to her 
that I started an underground like Disney dildo sex toy mm. ring. club. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I would go to local um, adult stores. I would pick up stuff, like go through, buy a bunch of stuff for everybody, bring it back, be passing it out, do that whole thing. So you yeah. rebel. Yeah. Rebel without a cause. I was the rebel spy. There you go. That's full circle. Yeah. So circle there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I am just mortified and shocked on that, you mm-hmm. know, in regards to how much they've changed. I mean, our biggest thing back in 94 was um, noise that, you know, the party mm-hmm. had to end like around 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. We got it like a, a kind of a warning, but some of us became really good friends with the security. You know, we, we gave them snacks and treats or whatever and respected yeah. them. They let us go until 2, 3 in the morning. I yeah. mean, it was just like, you know, the yeah. international side, we were just partying left and right, like no tomorrow, celebrating everything. Um, alcohol everywhere. I mean, it was... I remember there was a party bus and that would come get people and that was like... Yeah, the party bus came way after, I think, like, 99, 2000. That's yeah. when the party bus, because I don't remember having a party bus. Because when I did my um, college program, even our bus system was still Disney at that time. It wasn't third party. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we, you know, so it was just strictly, you know, Disney buses in and out. So we would take the shuttle to, like, the Gooding Shopping Center and then cross over and go to Johnny's. Um, which is now, I guess, player one bar in that yeah. area. So that's yeah. what we would done going back and forth or just carpool with people and be you know good friends with people who have cars. But what you're saying is the mouse gave you your start and love of dildos and sex toys. Exactly. I went Disney to dildos. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that kind of pushed me in that direction. And I mean, also when I was on my college program, I ended up getting like, um, I ended up getting like a knee injury and I was like, you know, this is stuff that I'm interested in. I tried doing more theme park stuff for a little bit, which taught me a lot about um, like the psychology of people and mm-hmm. how their brains work. Nothing quite like working. Um, working hospitality will do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you know that one. Man. Oh, yeah. Like, 20, yeah. 20, 25 years of hospitality here in Orlando. So in 15 yeah. years with the mouse. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I know the whole psychology from event planning to groups to meeting planners to individuals, weddings. Weddings are horrible, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. The psychology of wedding at Disney's are far worse than just weddings itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, after I did all of that um, and I was like, you know, I just I really want to get back to this. I went over to a local store and was like. I'd love to work with y'all. I think that, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty familiar with your stores at this point and I would love <laughs> to uh, go forward with this. And they hired me on and I worked with that company for a good six years. And I went from just like a part-time cashier all the way up to managing the store. Um, and I realized that I'm hugely, hugely a nerd for sex toys. And it's <laughs> just something that I'm super passionate about. Like, I get like really nerdy about like ripping toys apart and seeing how their motors look and knowing like weird factoids like the magic wand, like the difference between like the original and the rechargeable is about 1600 RPMs. Like I just, I hold on to these weird little facts <laughs> and I can't let go of them. Um, but yeah, through my time in the store, um, I realized that the number one issue I was really seeing with people like when they're trying to like explore new things is um just a a fear of not having limits respected or just a fear of like what's going to happen um what does this mean um and that was just something that i saw like through all just everything overarching in um the the adult store that i was working at it's just there was so much um fear from the people who were coming in and i saw that you know what that girl went through at Disney mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like I was like there's got to be there's got to be a better way um so once COVID hit and everything um I was I was having some family members who were dealing with some health issues and I was also knowing that I was gonna you know it was just getting too expensive to live downtown and I was scared living downtown and being in a store it was freaking me out um so I had like dabbled in sexy work 
I don't need to say sexy work. I'm so used to like <laughs> censoring myself for the internet now. Uh, but but it sounds so pretty. I did yeah, sexy work. I did, I did sexy, sexy work. work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had done sex work stuff online before, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go back to this. And OnlyFans was really starting to like bump up. So I was like, let me do this. So I was doing OnlyFans for a while and I was doing pretty good for myself enough that I was able to start my own paddle company. That's how Queen of Hurts came to be. Prior to that, you know, I was just doing like education-y stuff online here or there under the name Dildo Queen. Um, but so yeah, went to Queen of Hurts, started doing all of that. And it's it's been like a really cool journey, but with every design that I do, I try and make sure that they're really that they're just fun pieces. My my ultimate goal was that I wanted people to see pieces and be like, this is cool, I'm gonna pick it up and look at it. And I felt that when you remove like the, the shame and the fire and brimstone, which fire and brimstone is friggin' great. I'm a big fan of fire and brimstone myself, but- um, But in a different context. Exactly, yeah. Like my thing is just that when you kind of remove that like, that taboo, the fear of it, the, oh, what's mm -hmm. gonna happen to me? When you remove that from the scenario and you're like, oh, here's a glow-in-the-dark paddle, like that's kind of fun and silly. Um, that opens up more conversations of like, well, maybe we could try this, maybe we could explore with this, or, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of been my journey the last <laughs> eight years. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. So you brought us some of the paddles. Yes, I did. And you invented something else, which we'll get to in a moment. But the paddles are acrylic. Well, yeah, resin. Re yeah. Well, resin. Yeah. Resin. And the one you gave me has Space Cadet in it. I'm debating on how to take that one, but yeah. you love me. So it actually, it's heavy. I mean, honestly, the paddle weighs about a pound or two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are... It depends on exactly which paddle and what kind of like reinforcements I put inside them, but generally they're about two pounds. Two pounds, wow. And it's only about a foot long, and this mm -hmm. one's shaped like a heart. Mm -hmm. As I'm sitting here and hearing what you're saying, I'm like, is there any way I could like make one that has Tootsie Rolls sitting in it? There's something about Tootsieing someone's ass that I find very appeasing with this. Where the oh, hell did you even hear a phrase like that? I don't know, Tootsie, ass, they kind of go together, no? Let me see your Tootsie Roll. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like, I just, yeah. But You and your Tootsie Roll there. I never said I don't go off on tangents. I'm married to you. Of course I do. <laughs> but what I do want to talk about is you invented something. I did. You did. You wanted to cause people pain or yourself pain because I know you're a sadomasochist, right? Yes. I go both ways. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the problem was that you wanted to either cellophane you were saying or wrap people up mm -hmm. and still cause them pain. You were trying what, bottle caps? I've tried bottle caps, I've tried Legos, I've tried like just little metal jacks. And the problems I was running into is that things would slip around when you put them underneath um, like silkier ropes or nylons. Um, I was running into problems where it would just, it would sit somewhere for a second, but it's like if the person who's tied up, if they were to like bend their leg or bend their arm or move around as someone in rope generally does at some point or another, you know, um, things would slip and then the little spiky bit would fall out and it was just frustrating. So I came up with um, my awful waffles. They're kind of like a waffle texture on one side and then um, little sensation spikes on the other. And I'm blown away with the ways that people have come up to use these, come up with to use these. Well, I got one in my hand right now, and it is a waffle. Yeah. <laughs> it does look nice and waffle, and it's sparkly. But, man, these are sharp. I mean, they're yeah. not like, they're going to hurt, but they're not going to pierce any skin. Wait, is it yeah. PVC or plastic? So it's an or? ABS plastic, um, okay. and all of my resins I use are two-part um, epoxy resins. So those are, it's not like one of those ones that you just put under a UV lamp for 20 minutes, and it's really brittle. This is one that it's like, it's got to set for, it's got to set for some time. Yeah. Right. And what's the average time for it to be set? Like what, just with the waffle ones? With though. the waffle ones, I normally let them set for 24 hours. Okay, nice. and then the paddles are what? The like? paddles, I I normally give those, once again, about 24 hours. It depends on the paddle. The smaller size paddles that I do, those ones I can usually get away with more of like a 18 hour, but I really like making sure everything's like completely set before I take it out of the mold. I don't want someone to get a paddle home and have it be have like a bend in the middle or right. some kind of warping. Well, I love it. Ah! <laughs> I 
been attacked already. Hey, no, remember, I was just trying, I was trying I'm, to I'm the dom. How, there, go. Yeah, I was go. just trying to see how it feels if I scratch oh. you with it. Yeah, it that can, doesn't work. That's not too bad. You see, that's not exactly. And that was also another thought with these. It goes back to that idea of I want things that people want to pick up and grab and touch and be like, well, maybe this isn't so scary. I can do it as a sensation that's like really like holy fuck ouch or i can do it as something that it's like oh well this is like light and tickly and kind of sensual in a way you know yeah it kind of feels like your uh wartenberg wheel to a certain extent a little yeah. it's not yeah. quite and it's not as quite as sharp but it still gives you that prickly feeling what i like is the moment you took it out i wanted to grab it and go what is this because obviously you can only make so many variants on a dildo mm -hmm. i mean they have many different ones but eventually we've seen them all and paddles, yes, we can, we can vary them and they do pretty and there are some I want more over others. But when you see something that is completely outside of a norm, sitting, sitting like on a shelf in a sex top, you're like, I need to figure out what this does. And I could see people doing some very interesting stuff in this. Um, I could see just putting this in someone's underwear, oh, yeah. like right on the butt. Oh, and yeah. just have them sit down as a I've punishment. I've do that. It's, it's funny watching people squirm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a common use that I've seen people do and people send me photos all the time which you know check in with me get consent but uh, people will send uh, photos after they like put it in their shirt and they'll put it on their nipples like inside their bra and so when in, these are the kind of spikes that like when you feel them against your skin you're just like okay well I feel that there right but once you start walking around you feel the pressure of things moving like you move side <laughs> to side you'll feel your bra shift you'll definitely feel that and if someone has nipple piercings it gets a Especially mean, yeah. Ooh, Ooh, now I'm intrigued. Now I'm curious. Yeah. As she looks at my shirt, at my nipple piercings. Exactly, that's what I'm like, ooh. Yeah, just put them down, See, put some saran wrap, and be like, go walk around, go walk on the block, yeah. See, my immediate thought with this is there's plenty of vibrators you can wear out. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. And have remote controls. Oh, yeah. And if this was molded just right, so it kind of fit and held it in place, man, that could that could really, really. I'm working on something like that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That way, you get that little bit of extra vibration in with the pain. Oh, that's very true. Especially like some uh, most girl panties have that little pocket in, in, right mm -hmm. in the vagina. So. Yeah. Right over the clit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. A little salty with your sweet. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> But no, what I, I also like about it is if you, regardless of how hard you push, I, they're not deep enough to really break the skin. No. I mean, you could slide them, I guess, if you really put mm -hmm. a lot of pressure on them. So it's pain without injury. Too much injury, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but you I haven't also heard use of anyone scratchy. like breaking skin yet, but um, the only time I did notice anything is I've been playing around with putting waffles on the back of paddles, and that is something that'll, that'll get you good. It'll get you good, yeah. Well, I really would never want to have like a bowl full of these and then drop them on the floor because that would be an, that would be worse than Legos. Oh yeah. You know, walking around and ended up stepping on something like this because the one thing as a dom we don't like is when the toy turns around and hurts us, especially when we're trying to do it to someone else. Mm -hmm. And course. dropping stuff on the floor, like when you're on a, uh, working with a massage table, and then stepping on it and having to do that. Mm, I'm not going to show this pain. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. You have to oh, show yeah. the pain. Well, it's also part of the reason I did the waffle texture on the back of these is to add a little bit more grip to it because that was one thing I was noticing in the earlier versions I did of it when I didn't have a waffle texture is that things were slipping and sliding around. If you have lube on your hands, um, anything like that, you're you're just, there's nothing from stopping that from just shooting right out right, your fingers. Exactly. It becomes a game of bottle caps and I wasn't, I wasn't looking to do that. So. <laughs> and you've done them in glow in the dark. Cause I can see these in glow in the dark. Yeah. I've, with the waffles, I actually um, give people the option of doing custom colors. Um, or I can just pick like six random colors and be like, Hey, mm -hmm. you know, have fun. But I have done glow in the dark stuff. Um, I find that that works better for smaller pieces like that. But mm -hmm. I am looking at doing different sizes, different shapes, because um, I think that it could be fun if someone had like a palm-sized piece that they could just, you know, you can't see on the podcast, <laughs> but I just like did a big giant petting motion with spread fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put, put it like that, you know, like, um, oh, what's that buzzer? The Oh, the, the, the in-hand buzzer? The in-hand yeah. buzzer, you can't see it just with these. I think that would yeah. be That'd be cool. Very nice. 
like those. So you got inventive. You started making uh, toys, inventive mm -hmm. toys at that. Um, but you also said you're doing online work as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still still doing the porn stuffs online. I mostly do solo content. Occasionally, I'll have um, a strange, mysterious hand appear. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know it's it's been a really interesting journey. I just sex work kind of fell into my lap, as I was saying when I when I like moved away from the store that I was at, and I was just like, you know, I want to. I already have so many sex toys at home, and I was like, what if I started like doing reviews? But I was like, well, I'll do like more of a quote-unquote vanilla review for like more of like Instagram type stuff mm -hmm. um, or Pornhub. And then I can put my more X-rated reviews like here's my first experience using this product and this is really my my true experience with this. Mm -hmm. um, just videos of that on my, on my OnlyFans. And that was... That got a really good response, which I wasn't prepared for. I didn't think people actually cared so much about this is what my experience is using a toy the first time. This is what it feels like. This is where it's hitting on me. Right, exactly. But that's really what people care about at the end of the day. Like, And when people would come into the store I worked at and they'd ask those kind of questions, I was like, you're just being like pervy and trying to enjoy this conversation. But it can also be something that's very pervy and educational. So, yeah. It is true because a, there has been sex toy reviews since the dawn of blogging. Yeah. You know, we're, we're talking back in the early 90s, mid 90s there to today. But it's different reading about it than seeing the actual experience. So Seeing you know, the reaction. Seeing the reaction, seeing where exactly are they putting. Because I know there's been times I'm like, okay, where exactly is the spot that I need to use on mm -hmm. this particular toy? Because each toy has different ways of hitting, you exactly. know, body parts. And especially, it's even size-wise, because mm -hmm. I could even bet there's probably a toy out there that will hit me completely different and hit you completely different. And it's That's the same really, exact toy. Exactly. Yeah. I think the one that, like, really, or the review that I did that really made me realize, like, oh, wow, there's, like, a, a need for this. Um, is I was reviewing this, um, this like this pussy pump and I had never used a pussy pump before. I can educate people up, down, left and right about them. I know all the different specs, all the different things. Um, except for when it came to actually use it, I was like, this is a different kind of experience than I thought, you mm -hmm. know? So I was using it and I realized I had to line it in the right direction. Right. And someone commented and was like, I've had this toy for like probably two years now and it's been sitting in our drawer because we couldn't figure out how to use it but your review taught me how to use it so thank you and I was like oh yeah I guess this is kind of a thing it isn't just me like touch my pussy on the internet you know <laughs> yeah yeah not because... that, that there's anything wrong with that no but no. you are you are helping people which is a great thing right and that yeah. is a different niche because they are so many sex toy reviewers out there bloggers mm -hmm. and vloggers but it's very vanilla not expose as you were doing it on OnlyFans. Yeah, and I I don't want to be like, I'm a pioneer, but um, I really tried to make my focus doing more video type stuff because I see that that's where, that's what people connect to and that's really where a lot of social media stuff is going towards. Like mm -hmm. you'll hear it just the, you'll, okay. So for example, uh, Clubhouse is a new one. Right. That one's just audio. Right. Um, but. TikTok is friggin' huge right now. YouTube has stayed on top of things because mm -hmm. because they're YouTube. It was the one place where people could watch videos for a while. Right. You know, um, it's just even OnlyFans, like many of it's all these things. There's a huge focus towards just video, video, video. And um, I feel that people just connect with that a lot. Facebook Watch, that was the other one I was trying to think of. Mm -hmm. I mean, I probably wouldn't post my, uh, you know, diddly bits on there, but... You know. <laughs> yeah, concern. they tune to be a little conservative. Oh, they all Makes are. It's like, please, yeah. you know, let's not get into the politics of it because, especially um, with the terms of service mm -hmm. being changed, um, I know we had to change our Instagram handle there yeah. to SPM the Lunas before anything else. And then I think we've only had one item taken down since the new term of service, and I couldn't even see what it was from 2017. 
Yeah, it's it's a mess going on with that. And so, how are the challenges with the new terms of service affecting you business wise? Um, it's kind of made me afraid to post. <laughs> Honestly, it's made me really afraid to use certain hashtags, which I feel like hashtags exist to not only be like a search engine among mm-hmm. you know social media sites. But it also helps build a sense of community. You can kind of filter and be like, I want to reach people who are in the DDLG community, um, daddy's on little girl stuff, or, you know, I want to reach people who are posting on kink talk. Um, but more of those terms are getting filtered out and there's been, it's, it's been scary trying to post and um, get posts going to the people who I want them to, because when you aren't able to filter it like that, um, there's more of a fear that this is going to get reported. You know, right. I can't yeah. hashtag toy reviewer because there's so many people who review kids' toys. True. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff like that. I don't want someone looking for, like, one kind of Woody and getting the other, you know? like <laughs> It's it's hard to advertise in your yeah, niche. Yeah. And social media is not in any way helping with us. Obviously, in the sites like the mm-hmm. Pornhub, the fans and stuff... Um, they work with it, but it's it's still difficult because now they want much more of a cut, and they want they're not really being fair to the people providing the content anymore. Exactly. Oh, OnlyFans is I'm gonna I'll just say it. Like even though I rely on them for income, um, they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> they're a real pain in the ass, and they don't look out for um, sex workers, in my opinion, from what I've seen on that site. Well, they they're ungrateful swines, honestly, because if it wasn't for sex workers, they would have not as lo- launched as popular and mainstream as they are now they wouldn't have they wouldn't have they really wouldn't have and i've had incidences where people subscribe and then they'll buy like a bunch of videos and a bunch of custom content and they'll do all that and they'll pay for that but then right after they turn around to their bank account and they're like oh these are fraudulent charges i didn't i didn't do this and only fans they side with the people who are trying to get their money back they do not side with the sex workers and the thing is you really can only do that so much yeah. Like if, if if in a month you have three refunds on the same my you know. Yeah. They can't be doing it by accident. Well, OnlyFans will track um, you know, what your chargeback rate is, um, and they'll give you like a percentage of what that is. So if a bunch of people are saying like, hey, this is fraudulent charges, fraudulent charges, fraudulent charges, um, then what happens is OnlyFans will actually delete your account if you get over like one percent or something like that oh that's ridiculous but there's no way to protect yourself as a worker on that there's also a lot of terms you can't use i can't say pegging which is a big thing for me because like most of what i'm known for education wise is a pegging mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so to not be able to talk about that is huge um you can't say p so like if someone's into like piss play you can't talk about that mm-hmm. um you can't talk about blood um you can't say meet like oh it's great to meet you because they just flag it as, oh, you're trying to meet up with someone. Um, yeah, there's like all kinds of stuff like that. All they need to get a lot like more that. specific on those terms because they do them so broadly. Like Instagram, we had to go ahead and change our name from Sex Positive Me to... SPM the Lunas. Be- I, understand. Be- I understand. I had to change from the Dildo Queen to the Dilly Queen. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. And I had to look at it and go, okay, I know it's you, but what? Oh, the laws, yes. Yep. Yeah. Shit sucks. Sorry to interrupt. Okay, go no, ahead. No, 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 no. I'm fired no, up. No. I'm like, yeah, yeah no, 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 this is the conversations that people need to understand and what's going on and how is it affecting. And, you know, just because it's currently at the moment affecting sex educators, sex therapists, sex workers, anything in the sex education field, they're coming after you if you're mainstream influencers, if you're not paying attention to the laws. And I'm going to start getting on my soapbox and saying, you know, definitely follow Sunny Megatron because she's been very vocal in mm-hmm. explaining a lot of these laws. She's and, a great resource for all that. You know, for all that. So it, it is not just us because the way they phrase things and the way they present the bills in the Senate and Congress, it will affect all of us as social media influencers who do rely on the internet and these social media platforms for, you know, income and revenue. And it's true. And it's so hard because... It's like on one hand, I see that it's like, yes, we are on these businesses platforms and we agree to a terms of service by being on there. But and we 
in that sense, it's it's not censorship. But on the flip side of it, it's like, where the fuck else are sex workers supposed to go? We're getting booted off the internet. Mm-hmm. It's not always safe to do this in person. And some of us don't have business models that are set up for in-person stuff. Like me, I'm not going to meet up with someone in person. No shame to people who actually do full-service sex work, but that's just not what Comfort aligns zone. right in my life right now, mm-hmm. you know? So... What do people do? And for these people who do like sex work in person, what are their options? Because they can't check through people online. They mm. aren't able, there's no more back page. Nope. You don't have like all of these like reference sites that you used to. And these people are just out there and having to just be like, okay, well, hopefully today isn't a terrible day for me. <laughs> right. You know, is today the day I'm going to die because this person I'm going to meet yeah. is. Unstable. Well, even uh, law enforcement agreed by taking down Backpage, back page, violent sex crimes have gone up, not down. Yeah. Right. So it has the opposite effect of it sounds good if this happens, but what sounds good is not always what what, what, what plays out. Yeah. Right. And then also the laws are so gray that you don't know how to interpret. So if you're a sex worker and you're doing consensual sex work, but then someone turns around and says, oh, they're being trafficked. So they, they go under sex trafficking laws and then they feed them to sex trafficking resources, which sometimes cause more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Where is, who is who, where are these resources going to? Who's getting help? I guess yeah. one of the points is, is they're against us, against sex workers on a level that even when we try to behave and fit in the rules. Because, of, okay, prostitution, we know it all happens. It is illegal. However, camming is not. So we move to camming. Oh, it's now they come after. Prostitution, and so that's, they move that's what to it. Is. Yeah. Well, for for prostitution, sex has to occur between you and the client. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. Porn is legal now. Whether you're doing live porn, that's still technically legal. But then they go ahead and push push it even further. They keep pushing and pushing and pushing, till we're left with no choices. Oh come on! Don't you remember that case many years ago that uh, our favorite Polk County sheriff? Did about the couple, married couple, consensual adults doing camming, and they got arrested for prostitution. Yeah, that's that's insane, and that that guy should not be a sheriff. He should have nothing to do with the public. But everyone loves him because he's great at doing that sex trafficking and rounding no, up he's, people. No, 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 he's great at migrating people to another town. Because what happened is when he. <laughs> When, oh, sorry, I get on my high horse about this dude. Oh, I go right feelings, ahead, go for it. Because every time <laughs> this he's is just turning into like a bitch session, and I'm like, yeah, my Aries, uh, my Aries rising is coming out. Um, <laughs> but what happened is he was like, yeah, you know, Polk County is cracking down on all the pedophiles. And so what happened is people are like, oh, they're on the lookout for me here. So they went over to neighboring counties. Orange County's rates went through the freaking roof. Osceola's like child sex trafficking rates went through the roof. And the reason for that is because he just did so much fear-mongering in Polk County. They left Polk County, and he is like, yeah, we got them all out of Polk County. And it's like, you didn't solve the problem, though. Nope. You may have gotten more of them to go into hiding or yeah. more of them to go to a, a sister city, but you did not solve the problem. You do not deserve praise. All you did was just, like, scoot it on someone else and be like, that's your problem now, boo-boo. Yep. Yep. I got feelings on him. <laughs> oh, we all well, have feelings. He's still yeah. on this. Uh, he is definitely a fire and brimstone in the bad way. Yes. Type person who thinks punishment fixes stuff. And it doesn't. Nope. It doesn't. Um, what came out in the last couple months in all this, this again, you can't tell what's news anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, was they were using a program and um, what's, what's that word where you see a type of person? Profiling. Profiling, mm-hmm. yeah. Profiling people who may commit crimes and had people uh cops stationed in front of their house and making inquiries on them so what have happened to the i mean there's guilty until proven innocent which i guess that is no innocent until proven guilty unless you're in polk county but (laughs) they're searching for the people before the crimes are committed and that is some new age sci-fi futuristic bullshit that none of us need no, there was a television series on that. Oh, Person of Interest. No, no, no. Person of Interest was they went on the ground. No, you're talking about Minority Report. Tom Cruise movie. They okay. would predict murders. Yes, okay, Minority Report. Before they I, happened. Yes, exactly. And arrest people because they before the murder happened until the system got corrupt 
-hmm. and people were saying were, were manipulating it to arrest people they wanted arrested who were never going to commit a crime right exactly but also in person of interest there was a couple episodes that happened at the the other machine not their machine um, I forgot the, the... I don't know. That, that, that one, yeah. They that did was the a same big thing. rabbit hole, person yeah. of interest to go down, though. Oh, exactly. But, but, but it was the same thing. They looked at people's personalities and characteristics and see what was going to happen. I mean, they didn't kill them. Well, there was... and it, the thing is, in a sci-fi movie, it was accurate. In mm -hmm. reality, it's not. Mm -hmm. They were just sitting on people's lawn. And the truth is, if, if a cop kept... I mean, I'm an upstanding citizen. I have a job. I have zero police record. No. If a cop kept sitting out in front of my house and every time I looked was staring at me, you're damn right I'm going to get hostile after a few weeks. But at the same time, you're like, I got a Mexican wife. That's probably why. Yeah, I would come in first and say, what'd you do? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we know it will be me. Come on. It took you like forever to realize we were an interracial couple. And that's how unracist I am because I saw you as a beautiful woman and never saw you as some exotic Mexican or something like that. I, I just, I, race was never an issue for me. Right, until you finally saw it with your own eyes, with the grass yes. in the house. Man, you're going on a tangent tonight. <laughs> We're bringing this back to sex because there is something I wanted to bring up and give you, give you kudos or at least uh, say you're brave to do. And that is when you were doing these reviews on these sex toys and you are doing all of them. Yeah. Every time I look at either the manufacturer's video or the box, every model in there is the five foot one, 90 pound, super skinny. And by the way, you're beautiful. I'm, oh, thank you. Thank you. But they put these models up where a lot of women will look at it and get intimidated just by the packaging. Mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of like, you know, when I buy toys and let's say I go out and buy a cock ring or an anal toy, and the guy's on the cover because, of course, for a cock ring, it's a guy. Right, with you the know, eight pack. You know, not look, even the six packs, the eight pack. There's like not yeah. even an ounce of fat on there. Sometimes they'll actually be, there's some really bad Photoshop on those boxes, and sometimes they'll even have 12 packs. Oh, <laughs> Lord, I have to look but, for those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's David, uh, the soccer player? Uh, David Beckham Bodies. Beckham. Yeah, yeah, David Beckham Bodies. Except, you know, on, on the cover, their cock is twice the size of probably what any humans <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> and, and it gets intimidating. And... Uh, again, a little brave to go out and do this and show your body and show this, and you're getting such yeah. great responses on it. And it also shows that, you know, porn doesn't have to be the perfect body. Nope. Exactly. Everyone exactly. has a like, and that's, that's what makes us human and what makes it, makes it all great is we all get to like different things. Exactly. That's actually been, I think, the biggest lesson that I've learned from doing porn is that there really is something for everybody. Like, you may think like, oh, well, my nose is kind of crooked or like... I'm too tall, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm too like bony here, my butt isn't round enough. Like you can think all that, but there's someone who's gonna think the sun shines out your asshole. Like quite honestly. Like yeah. they'll they'll be like, You are amazing, you are you know, this and you're someone's fantasy. Like you just are. Like there's always gonna be someone out there. Like even on my days where I'm feeling like the most like just kind of like I'm like, I don't feel myself as much today. You're like me. Yeah, I'm just kinda like I'm just hanging out today just in my sweats or whatever someone's like you just you just have this like cool girl next door just like relax like you don't give a shit about anything vibe and i love that and i'm <laughs> like you're sweet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're just so well, real so down to earth and i'm like thank you thank you i mean i am a real person like my my porn persona isn't too far off from mm -hmm. who i am as a person it's I kind of like I'll have real conversations with people um, on my OnlyFans. It isn't just like, oh, let me see your like huge fucking cock. Like people can pay more for that. Sure, I'll, I'll tell you that. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if that's what you want. Sure, baby, why not? But um, it's more about like what I'm feeling in the moment. And I'm I've always been someone who's really big on um, energy flow and connection and all that, which is I think why I love BDSM so much. And people pick up on that because that's what they really want at the end of the day. Is that connection at least the people who follow me mm -hmm. they want to feel like hey we're having like a real real talk about this you know i think on another level society covid's just made it worse mm -hmm. but um we're all looking for friends because when, when we're in mm -hmm. high school when we're in school grammar school it's make friends yeah. and high school the click started forming and once you kind of get into the 20s and 30s it's for most people, hard to make friends yeah. that you, you, know, you don't already have. And the, a lot of friends, you know, come and go. 
So we're missing at, a, at an emotional level that connection with another person. And it's not that, you know, we, they may still have a significant other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not taking away anything from that. But if you go back in time, I know m- my father, you know, went bowling with a whole group of friends. And it was a neighborhood thing. But there was always very social. There was a lot of people. And now even in my community, you go out and I'm like, I see the lights on. I know everyone's in their house, but the streets are completely empty. There's, there, you know, people really aren't out as much. People aren't socializing. And I think just missing that socialization, getting on and watching someone, not just in a porn that's still that we don't interact with, mm-hmm. but someone we can interact with provides a little bit of that social need. Right. And I that think that's need. why a lot of like the Periscopes, the Instagram Lives, the Facebook Lives are doing so well. Is no, because- not Periscope. Yeah, well, it, it's yeah. dying as of March. March, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they're disconnecting Periscope. They're, they're, fi- they're yeah. finally taking it out to pasture. It is going Old out yellow. to pasture. Well, like yes. Twitch even for Twitch. that matter. Oh, yeah. Twitch is huge, especially with the gamers. I can never understand that, watching someone else game. Don't get it. Yeah. But it's such a huge it. market. I love so into it, yeah. Yeah. There's actually a porn site. I'm just kind of going on a tangent here, but there's a porn site that was, someone was trying to start up a few years ago where it was like Twitch meets naked people and so people could be doing doing their like twitch stream while like diddling themselves and i really wanted to play the friday the 13th game while riding a sibian because i totally give into jump scares and i think that would be hilarious for people and i would have a good time doing it true sorry for the tangent no 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 i'm I'm, I'm just picturing sex and dot com yeah it's the twitch like you said of people doing sex or sexual stuff and something else yeah like Man, I just think it would be really interesting to put on like one of those those uh, the the clit, uh, the ones that sit on a woman's clit, turn it up on like high speed, and then be like, okay, do something. So play a video game, cook a meal, and just see how difficult that would be. And we oh, can do yeah. it with the guys too. Oh yeah. Hi, I'm writing this down. I'm going to be doing a section on my OnlyFans about this. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Oh, That'd be even, so cool. Like, I like, people control of my vibe because I have all the, um, the, the app control yeah, stuff. The yeah, the app control. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Just be like, oh, I'm going to be cooking dinner. Like, pay to control my vibe tonight. What's what's up? What's up? Yeah. I'll, I'll go on live on here tonight. Like, mm-hmm. while I'm baking cookies or... Right, but... I keep talking about being in the well, kitchen, but I could be... Right, but that you have to give it to one person, that control, right? Yeah. Because again, multiple That's people. a special yeah, person. Yeah, but, yeah. But the person, you know... The, the highest bidder gets to control my uh, my toy. Yeah, super fun. Oh my god, I just came up with like we can make an entire series on this. Like, oh come on, what's it? Okay, there's reality TV shows. What was the one on Sci-Fi where um, he would scare people? Uh, Tracy something from Saturday Night Live. They would like put up scenarios and they would scare the hell out of people. It was on was Sci-Fi. It? Um, I'm thinking scared straight, but I know that's not it. No, it's, that's not scared it's very straight. different. It's not. Oh, what, what is? Um, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, yeah. Imagine I, having something like that, but involving sex toys. Like we're going to send you on a job interview with a sex toy and like filming it from a distance and yeah. playing with it to try to make them screw up during the job interview. Or oh god, I have a sick mind. Send them to like you know help out as a pallbearer in a funeral while you're doing <laughs> something like that. That could be funny. That. I can't help but think of like the impractical Joker dudes, like just someone like oh, putting on the bike being like, Larry! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well. Lord, that oh. is so hysterical there now. I'm, try- I'm trying to find the name of that show so that way we all know it. Well, it's, it's the guy, I know his first name's Tracy and he's super loud. He, he, he's off Saturday Night Live. He has a show on FX now. And I know it's not and Tracy Lords. No, he had I know that, it's not uh, that horrible bus accident, too. Yes. Yes. And since he came back, he's been kind of... He's a little bit um, not as energetic. That's the best way to say it. Loud. He's known for being... Su- like, he, he yells louder than Kevin Hart on everything he says. Oh, don't, don't mention Kevin Hart. Rest in peace. We, don't, don't oh, say no. Kevin Hart's dead. Oh, you you don't kill like, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. No, no. I was like, sorry. I was getting him confused with the other Kevin that died. Um, We're doing name leaping tonight. Yes, we are. We're so From all From Tracy over. to Kevin. Oh, I know. I know. It's like, I can't find out. It's like, how many people have been on friggin' SNL? Do, 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 do. Angelique Pressure. Do, do, I'm still do. trying to figure out because I can't even spell the right name on it. Well, while you're going through that, Meg, where can people find you? 
So a few places people can find me. If they're just looking for just my, I would say, standard, just uh, sexy self on Instagram, you can find me at um, the Dilly Queen. Um, if you're Is that looking... D-I-L-L-Y? Yeah, D-I-L-L-Y. So like Dill Pickle Y Queen. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, on TikTok, I'm also the Dilly Queen. Um, if you're looking for my paddles... Um, you can find those at Queen of Hertz Co. So Q U E E N O F H U R T S C O, um, and that's on TikTok, Instagram, and Etsy. So a little bit of everywhere. I also do, um, I do like more. I would say vanilla toy reviews, vanilla-ish toy reviews on Pornhub, and and I'm also on OnlyFans. I really need to just get a link tree link and just be like, that's that. There you well, go. But why don't you have your own like website so that way they could click on all the various different things and even leave you like some tips or, you know, Just a one, one page link of trips. I'm working on it. I just don't have the whole website set up yet, but I have bought my domain. So eventually the dildoqueen.net. But um, yeah, there's got to be a smoother way for me to say all that. Yeah, just like a one-stop shop so people could find you. Because with all these different uh, social medias, I know it gets challenging, but this is what we have to do. Guerrilla marketing, guerrilla promotions. So. It was so much easier when I could just be like, I'm the dildo queen on everything or queen of hurts co on everything. But, mm -hmm. you know, now I have to be a little bit more. Uh, we have to learn to be flexible in yes. many aspects of our job. And very creative too. I think that, mm -hmm. you know, if you're hiring anyone who's worked in the adult industry, you know we have to get really creative. <laughs> Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan, there you go. That was the guy's name, but. That took you a while. It did, we got it though. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So anyway, you could also find us at Sex Positive Me everywhere, um, except for Instagram. Except for Instagram. I'm still trying to see TikTok kind of change ours, but then I change it back, so I'm going to see if they're censoring it. If that happens, then it's just going to have to be Miss Angelique Luna, then the tick, our TikTok at the moment. But everything, sexpositiveme.com. Everything's listed there. Podcasts, everywhere, platform, still Sex Positive Me, so they haven't changed that. And we will... Talk with everyone later. Yes. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Hey, John. I want to get a new toy. Okay, so let's go to Fair Villa. But I don't want to waste time trying to find out what goes with what. Well, there's Fair Villa University, and their staff is very well educated and helpful. Okay, but how about if I just want to go to a party instead? Then go to their website, because on their calendar, they list all their events. But I don't want to spend a lot of money. Have you heard of their loyalty program? Oh yeah, that thing on my keychain that makes everyone blush every time they see it. That's the one. Let's go. Well, they have over five locations in Central Florida. Which one do you want to go to? Fair, Fair Villa. Villa. For, For pleasure, pleasure, fun, and, and fantasy. fantasy. Thank you for listening to Sex Positive Me. If you like our content, please like, subscribe, and review us. You can find us on social media platforms at Sex Positive Me or on our website at sexpositiveme.com. You can also reach me on all social media platforms as Miss Angelique Luna. And you can find me at John C. Luna. And if you liked content like this and want some more, please subscribe to our monthly newsletter. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.